It's announcement time. I have an announcement to make, guys. First of all, thank you so, so much for listening and showing your support. It's been really great, and I've been hearing a lot of great feedback. But at the same time, I've been hearing other types of feedback, and I have decided to change the name of this podcast for basically easier social media finding. Um, it has been aware to me that the previous name, let's talk about it, it's being used by quite a few people and it's been kind of hard to find this podcast. So from now on, we're going to be called Trending Talks. No one has this, so you should have no problem finding it. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Trending Talks TT. If you were currently following us since the previous episodes, thank you so much. And you should not have a problem you don't, I don't think you have to follow us again. And you can find us on Twitter, um, iTunes and Spotify at Trending Talks Podcast. Again, if you were previously subscribed, I don't think you have to do it again, but just double check just in case. Now let's go with today's episode. Welcome back. I am your host, Paola, and this is Trending Talks, a podcast where we talk about current social political issues and other issues on our everyday lives. You can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify at Trending Talks Podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Trending Talks TT. Now let's start today's episode. All right, so on today's episode, we will be talking about disability awareness with... Morgan Tweed. Yeah. So tell us more about yourself and like in a nutshell, who is Morgan Tweed? What do you do? Um, I don't know. What's your hobby, your passion? <laughs> um, essentially, if it's art, I'm there. My current focus of study is I'm doing graduate school architecture. Partially because of the whole disability thing, because I'm mad at the lack of appropriate ADA standards. Yes. I, yeah, we had, so in the College of Design, they made us measure the ramp entering the College of Design from Bissell Road. Mm-hmm. No, not fun. We it used to, to be worse. They put us, they put us in wheelchairs and they're like, go for it. <laughs> And it was horrible. I'm like, who does this every day? I do. I, it's horrible. And then I I was working, because I have another job at the College of Design, and I give tours and stuff. And this family came, and there's this woman that, she's not visibly disabled, mm-hmm. but she cannot go upstairs and stuff. Which, right. my aunt is like that, and a lot of people are disabled, and you like they don't have to be in a wheelchair to be disabled. Like, a lot of people, my aunt has fibromyalgia and all these stuff. Like, they can't really, like, it hurts. Their whole body hurts. And people don't see them with a cane or with a wheelchair. And then they see them parking in the disabled They get all judgy. And they, like, look at you. And I'm like, she, what? Mind your business. Like, I just get some (laughs) mad at people, you know? But there was this woman, and she thanked me because I stayed behind to take the elevator with her. And everybody else was, like, kind of annoyed, and they took the stairs. Like, she's yep. putting us back. And she th- and I was like, don't even mention it. Like, it's stupid how people don't care or, like, get so mad. It's just, and we had a whole conversation about it, and she was super, like, 
heartwarming. She's like, I thank you so much. Like a lot of people wouldn't do this. And I'm like, oh, I love the, these are the things that made me love my job. But yes, architecture and design and disability is very important. People don't think about it. It's a huge part of what impacts our lives and mm-hmm. people don't think about it because it's constant. So Yeah. It's, it was funny. I was, when I got, when I told you to come here, I still came to check that there was actually, this building was actually um, accessible. Mm-hmm. And I was right on the phone and I just entered the building without noticing anything. And then I'm, I'm in the phone and I'm like, I'm an idiot. I need to go back <laughs> outside now. And then see, because I don't notice this thing. I just go up a step and just enter the room or whatever. And I had to go back again outside. And I was talking with my aunt and she, like, she laughed and like a, we don't realize these everyday things. So then I had to, you know, I had to check. And I came in without, like, I forgot that I needed to check. Because my apartment, we have our ramp. Mm-hmm. But then there's a place, like, pretty big step to get into the apartment. Right, that's so pretty like, common. Why do you have a ramp if there's a step to get into the apartment? <laughs> you know? I get you. Yeah. Yeah, my classmates have, because so many of the classes are in different buildings and that, that hill that you're mentioning is so awful, they've, they've had to push me. Pretty much everyone in the class has pushed me at one point or another, and they've all told me that it changes their opinion of the campus. Yeah, it's not... I don't know. You should go up the Bessie one. I've been up the Bessie. It's it's even worse than the collision. No, the worst one is behind the MU. There is a hill going up around the side behind the MU, that sidewalk. Mm, You cannot get up it. It is literally impossible unless somebody is pushing me. Yeah, 8.3% it is, is so bullshit. Absolutely awful. 8% my ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, <not>, exactly. <laughs> if that's not very friendly, because like, like you have to have such upper strength, like upper body strength to do it, and not a lot of disabled people have it. Like, Well, and there's only so much, like even if you have the electric ones, there's only so much they can do. Oh, God. <laughs> See, we don't think of it, we're so privileged that we don't have to think about these things and it sucks that no one makes us think about these things and this that's why i really that's why i emailed your organization and i really want to talk about it because it shouldn't go unspoken cool okay so i know we talked about talking about 20 10 misconceptions or 20 uh 20 things we would like you to know about dealing with other people that have yes. disabilities yes <laughs> so I might ask, like, random questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because like, um, it's not a monologue. I'm fine. This is an interview. Um, no, but I really want to learn all about it. And you emailed me, and I was like, that's perfect. Because there's so many things we could go into. And it's like, there's no point in getting into one thing right now. Like, we, we need to talk about a broader spectrum. Right, exactly. If, in an hour or 40 minutes episode um it's part two coming soon um, <laughs> um okay so what would you say would be the first the, the most important thing people um, need to know the most important thing is our disability does not define who we are but it is part of our identity mm-hmm. everyone has slightly different views on this in the community and it's up to the individual to say how much they identify uh, most of us don't want the disability aspect of ourselves ignored or amplified. Mm-hmm. And we aren't usually desperate to escape our disabilities. It simply exists. And most of us ask, don't make us more or less than what we actually are, and don't say it doesn't matter when it does. Right. That, so. that 
That's really deep thought. So this might, like, I watch this YouTuber because I'm into YouTube because it's fun and I don't have to think too much about it. <laughs> and she's blind. And one of the big things she says, it's like people all the time see her and tell her, or like random people, oh, I'm praying for you. And she's like, why? Yeah, I'm it's actually like, going to get into that here in a minute. Like, That's one of the big I, ones. I, right, like, I, I pray you get healed or, like, or you get fixed. So she's like, I'm not broken. I'm just <laughs> blind. And she's like, and, and when she was young, she was mad that she was blind because she went blind gradually. She was not born blind. She was, right. It, she, it's a very rare disease. I can't remember it, but it was a gradual process, and it happened, like, it was gradual, and then it happened all at once, mm-hmm. you know? And, yes, she was mad at that moment or whatever, but she says that now she wouldn't change it. Like, that's just, she is where she is because she's blind and that's who she is, but that's not all she is. Like, she does great things and, I don't know, and she gets so mad when people are like, I'm praying for you. She's like, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I just, I just can't see. Like, it's just a little bit different. It's one of, it's part of your identity. mm -hmm. It's just like, to compare it to, it's like being a particular race. That is part of your identity, mm-hmm. but it is not all of your identity. Right. Yeah. But, and it might be a very strong opinion, and people might not agree with me, but it's fine. <laughs> the people that matter agree with me. It's okay. Um, okay. Keep going. Um, I guess, since we're doing the 20 things, that was number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is very, very important, especially with all the recent stuff going on. Invisible disabilities are a thing. I have heard over and over and over again, specifically said to my husband, who has... Um, severe, just under severe, like moderate autism. Mm-hmm. He's on the spectrum and he has fibromyalgia, both invisible disabilities, but are disabilities. Mm-hmm. He is on disability legally. I am not. I'm in a wheelchair. I can work. He Wait, cannot. You're not legally no. on disability? Legal disability is for if you can't work, it's to supplement income. Okay, I see. But I can work. There I'm just is. in a wheelchair. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I, I thought, again, it's a lack of education. You instantly think that everybody that's handicapped or whatever it's called, like they have all the same government privileges or the same like... Not benefits. even close. No, they're all that's vastly crazy. different based on what you need. Like I have vocational services and I have different types of assistance available to me, mm-hmm. but they're not monetary. Okay. Like, I, if I look for a job, I have someone who helps me find a job that's an accessible location. Okay. For example. And my friend Andrew, who is blind, he is a chef, and he needed help opening his bakery because there were extra things he needed to make. Yeah. To make it accessible for him. But still doesn't mean he couldn't do it. Exactly. That's another thing. I get so mad. Oh, it just makes my... <laughs> it's like, oh, you... Like... You're disabled, so you can't do it. It's like, no, they just need a different way to do it, but they exactly. can't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what I always like to say on that one is you never know what somebody is dealing with, so you can't judge their their invisible disabilities. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, I believe we talked about that earlier briefly, is the, you know, people will judge you for getting out of the car, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. If you don't look like you have a disability, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You do not know anything about this person. Right. Right. <laughs> And so my question to that is, do you think, should it be an all or nothing thing? Should it be all disabilities should have 
all the benefits in the world or do you think it's right the way it is right now that it's like your husband needs more therefore he has or it's like different you know what i mean i i believe that if our system was doing it correctly Mm -hmm. that the way it's set supposed to work right now with the each person has an individual plan and their own help based on what they can do that's a good system the problem is that our government sadly is on witch hunts for so-called fraud for disability Mm. that almost never happens okay almost never happens so ideally the system should work it just doesn't Doesn't. i see the problem isn't the system in this case it's the people because the system's actually not that bad Mm it's you know it's very much based on what do you need what can you do okay the problem is a lot of the people starting from the doctors on up there is this thing called uh broken arm syndrome Broken arm syndrome means that you are misdiagnosed based on your uh, minority. The basis of this is a trans woman went to the doctor. She had a broken arm. It was fractured. They essentially told her that she was just in pain because she was on too much uh, estrogen and dismissed her because she was trans. And this happens for trans, it happens if you're female, you're less likely to get listened to if you're in pain, if you're disabled, they will constantly accuse you of faking it. Constantly. This is outrageous. It is so, like, I I technically have a condition called SPS, Stiff Person Syndrome. You can laugh, it's a ridiculous name. I mean, but, it's not like laughing thing, but I, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a one in a million disease. It's a very rare condition. But because it's a one in a million disease, I have had four doctors take it off my chart and I had to go back and get the initial doctor to put it back on because they're like, you can't possibly have that. You don't have the GAD markers. Only 10% of the people with SPS have to have the GAD markers. What's what's the GAD? It's a marker in your blood. Okay. But only 10% of us even have it. So how did you get diagnosed with it if it's like it's so rare i have all of the symptoms and i did briefly have the gad markers a few years ago oh okay that's <laughs> and what what are the symptoms explain to me a little bit more on this because i've never heard of it no that's fine um stiff person syndrome depending on who you ask mm-hmm. is either an autoimmune or a neurological disorder okay it's kind of right in that cross essentially have you heard of multiple sclerosis yes it's that for that the spine. Too. This is why my aunt has, like, a handicap benefit. Exactly. No, it's it's that <laughs> for the spine. So okay. instead of being in the brain, my immune system's attacking my spine. They don't know what causes it. They think it's genetic. In my case, it's definitely genetic because everyone on my mom's side of the family has MS or fibromyalgia. Or in my mom's case, Takayashi arteritis. Wow. So, we know it's genetic in my case. There was no question. We knew I was going to be sick. <laughs> oh, wow. But essentially it means that... Um, essentially, my legs are heavily affected, particularly on one side. But the one weird part of SPS, and the reason it's called stiff person syndrome, is anything that kicks off our adrenaline turns us into a statue or makes us shake. So imagine a fainting goat. <laughs> oh my god! So, like, fireworks. If fireworks go off, I freeze. And I, like, I can technically walk most of the time. Like, I have, my legs function. My legs are fine. But my fall risk is so high, I can't do it without people around me to keep me oh, from falling wow. down. So, like, around my house, I can somewhat walk sometimes. You know, I have atrophy just because of the pain, 
but you know you the still fall have risk, that little mobility a little bit yeah. but yeah the fall risk is so high oh my that God. it's too dangerous <laughs> especially I've because never, i'm tall i've never heard of it yeah well i can't tell Sorry. well yeah no, I know. <laughs> but that's you put the goat image in my head and i hate you for it <laughs> <laughs> i make this joke all the time i'm I, sorry but it's good it's good to make these because it's like i make jokes about things that i have all the time and people don't see anything of it like why why does it have to different be different if you're disabled but yeah my aunt has she got spinal surgery for something i don't she She's had so many, like the lumber and the. They're all connected, so if you've got the problems yeah. combined. It's so hard. It's so hard to see a person who you love going through those things of something they can't control. Like it's just. Yes. They just it is. It's awful. Like I know. they just have a disability. And it's. It, it just. She. I don't know. She was not wheelchair bound, but she, the, the reason she did it was because her doctor was like, if you fall once, you'll be paralyzed. If you don't get the surgery. And that's that's the reason she got the surgery. Because she wouldn't. It's a scary surgery. Like I wouldn't do it. Like I would. I am petrified of minor surgeries. This is why I would never do cosmetic surgery on myself. Unless I really had to. Like. I, you have to have an emotional state to do that. You know. To it's not. Put yourself in at that all position. easy. I, I had to have mandatory surgery. Um, part of SPS is it also comes with cancer. Oh god. It, so I did... You just keep dropping this bombs at me, and I, I just <laughs> met you, and I'm already, like... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but uh, I'm five years free now, but when I initially got diagnosed with the SPS, it was also because they found I had what they... It was terminal cancer. Oh, um, It started as lymphoma, but spread throughout my lungs. I'm missing parts of my lungs now. But... I had to do surgery. I had to do surgery. It was required. Yes. They had to put in a port There's so that much. I could automatically. And I was allergic to the chemo, so it yeah. had to be. It had to be. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm that person that if it can happen to, it will, <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> You're like, what's that law? Murphy's law? Murphy's law, yeah. yeah. But when I came out of the surgery, apparently my, my husband was there and my grandmother was there. Oh, my and I apparently look at my husband and I was like, from the first time I saw you, I thought you were an angel, like spouting sonnets. <laughs> and then I look over at my grandmother and go, why do you wear so much perfume? Do you really stink that bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I wish they had it on camera. I oh, wish they had it on camera. that sounds hilarious. See, my arm was on like that. I wish... Oh, God. That's so funny. I... I know some people are, like, really just scary, but no, apparently I am hilarious. I believe it. I feel like your normal, like, every day-to-day personality for the, like, little time I've met you, I, I'm not even surprised that that was you. That's funny. See, I get... I, I got, like, like a tranquilizer when I was getting my wisdom teeth out. Oh, those are awful. They, it did not work. Okay, like I, it did not tranquilize nothing. <laughs> I was still equally traumatized um, because they were re- they refused to do general anesthesia on me or give me the laughing gas. I had nothing. It was oh, like local. That's awful. But that tranquilizer, what it did, it just made me cry the whole way home. Like I was just <laughs> crying for two hours, and I'm like, that's why am I even crying? It doesn't even hurt anymore. Because I my I'm really bad at anesthesia. It kicks it kicks in super late. So basically, I got my wisdom teeth removed, like, and it was super painful. Because, like, this, it was nothing. It was, like, barely any anesthesia. Point is, I was crying for, like, 
three hours and it's like I don't know I'm crying it doesn't even hurt anymore because it was all numb and I'd be crying like someone died crying and it was that stupid sorry for laughing at you it was just kind of funny it was hilarious but it's like I don't even know you know uh, whatever I'm sorry we derailed I go on tangents sometimes I wasn't helping so uh, oh god yes invisible disabilities they are a thing and I just oh. especially like I have it in my family and I see how people see them because like oh you get so many privileges you get a parking slot that's like 20 feet closer to the door and they look at you mad i'm like you're i get so mad at people i get mad at a lot of things (laughs) okay what would be your next point um being stared at gets old (laughs) Uh, people look at things that aren't in the norm that's just kind of an instinct but the slack job staring is frustrating the trying too hard not to stare and then running into you is also not cool. I have had that happen three times. Once I got knocked completely out of my wheelchair. Oh my god! At the grocery store because they were trying so hard not to rude? look. I don't know. <laughs> and so why would I, they run into you? I don't, but I've had it happen so many times. I don't know if it's because I'm like below the eye level, so they're not quite sure where I'm at. But like they'll try so hard not to stare at you that it just it gets awkward. It's awkward. And it's like, if you're going to stare, fine, but, like, smile and or apologize and then just go about your business. That just, that's <laughs> so, oh, my God. Like, I, and it, okay. I Like I told you, I've I've never had the chance to have a conversation with someone that's in a wheelchair. And it gets, it. it's also awkward from, like, our point of view because we're not taught how to react or how to act or nothing. Like Yeah, there is no public service announcement on it. Like, it's such a stigma on, like, not talking about it, but I had no idea what to do. Like, I swear I've seen you, and I don't even know how I reacted. I probably was like, I'm usually like, I just smile and nod, and like, that's just how I am with everybody. But it's like, it's different when it's someone with a disability because you don't know how to do it. Like, it's well, and you're not aware when you when you're kind of looking through a crowd. There's not like a mental awareness that you're looking at people, but right. when your brain goes, there's something different. Suddenly, you're aware that you're looking. It changes the whole and, thing. And I. I'm aware that it's a problem, and I get so mad at myself, and I feel so bad because I know I I, I get panicked and I'm like, "Wrong, we get an ass on myself." Like I, just, but it's like it, it comes straight out of ignorance, and it's like I, which again, which is why, is that rain? No, I think it's the air conditioner. Oh, which is why I really wanted to do this podcast, this episode, because I I feel like I need to learn about it, and I people need to learn about it. So. What would you think would be the best way to just be normal? Because it's not as easy as saying just be normal. No, no, no. It's, it's, in my experience, the the people, because if I catch somebody staring at me, my immediate response internally is like, take a picture, it'll last you longer. I don't say that usually. Right, you put the face. But but if they proceed to notice I'm looking back, smile, and then go about their business, suddenly I'm not mad. Because, like, right. oh, they realized that they were staring, and then they went, okay, we're cool. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's probably the best thing. Yeah. Just- and the most important thing is, more than that, if I proceed to snip at somebody for actively staring at me, they always get offended. And it's like, you were the one who made the faux pas. Just walk away. You're <laughs> staring at me, so I'm staring back. Like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's funny. See, that's how I, that's not how I feel. It's different. But I, I can kind of relate it to a little bit for my understanding. Because I feel like a lot of people, and this is just like a whole other tangent that I might just go into right now. 
But a lot of people are like, I would never relate it. I cannot relate to it. And I'm like, no, but you can relate it to similar things that might exactly. feel the same in your context. For example, I am Hispanic. I'm Puerto Rican. Technically an American by law because all Puerto Ricans are. Please educate yourself. Stop asking me when I got my citizenship. Thank you very much. It was 1916. Um, I was not even planned. <laughs> um yeah, I have that conversation all day, every day, with everybody that meets me. It's like, you're Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah, when did you get your citizenship? I'm like, oh, man, I was born with it. You should know. It's been 120 years. Move on. Um, point is, I see it how people look at me different if I wear a turban, which is like traditional Caribbean, like just head wrap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a hijab. It's not like religious means or anything. It's a Caribbean thing. We wrap our heads hot as the balls back home, and now it's like <laughs> right. now it's like an aesthetic fun thing. So we put turbans on, and it's normal. Or I wear my Indian's attire because I went to India and I have Indian friends, and my boyfriend's Indian, and Indian is very much a part of my culture. Like here, when I move, like I have in my adult life, as Puerto Rican culture is to me now. So it's right. like, and people just plain on stare at you. Like I'm like, why are you staring? Because I'm dressing differently than you. Like I don't have jeans and t-shirt. Move away. Like, either compliment my outfit because it's great and you know it, or don't look at me. Just move on, you know? So it's like, I can relate it to that part, and then I can understand how to react better. But there's one thing that makes me mad. It's like, I'll never be able to understand. I'm like, you can try. You can find a way. It doesn't take a lot of effort. You can do it. <laughs> exactly. You can way. Okay. Next point. Okay. Um... We, we briefly touched on this earlier, but the approaching somebody with a disability to pray for them or bless them or give them misplaced advice is super condescending. You do not know our religious views. If we want prayers, we know where to go for that. I know. Yeah, you just go <laughs> to church or something. Exactly. Telling us that our disability is part of God's plan or somehow a punishment for our sins is hostile who, 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 and rude. Who told you it's a punishment for your I have heard this so many times, particularly when I was back in Texas, but I have heard it up here. And it's so bad. So bad. And the worst one, the worst one is people coming up and going, the only disability in life is a bad attitude. That is horrible on so many levels. And it's inspiration porn, which I'll cover later in the list. But, and then the big one, the the unwanted advice. Oh God. Aside from almost always being wrong, because it's always wrong. It's annoying, especially health advice. Like, no, Karen quitting soda isn't going to fix my genetic condition. Like, no. <laughs> like, you wouldn't tell that to, like, a skinny girl or, like, a perfectly, like, like a model. If she's drinking a soda, it's like, oh, my God, she's so lucky. She's drinking a soda. You like, know, exactly. It's uh, like, uh, you... Uh, I'm a rage right now. I need 30 <laughs> seconds to call my I rage. put that one in there because it happened to me last week, so it's a perfect what? example. Okay, what, was the, what did they say? What happened? That... Who I was <laughs> I was sitting at a Starbucks, drinking, because I w- I actually wasn't the one drinking the Starbucks. <laughs> it was my my friend who I was meeting up with for lunch, and I had a Coke, which I don't even drink Coke at home. So it was like another level of annoying. That she's right. like, you know, if you quit drinking horrible sodas like that, your health would improve. There were like twenty other people sitting out there, and none of them were visibly disabled, so it was pretty clear what she was talking about. See, I stopped drinking soda like five years ago. I'm five years clean of soda. Mm. Hey, no, it, it's hard to quit soda. I only um, drink it when I'm out of the it's house. So hard. <laughs> I only drink like Sprite because it's clear. Like it's like 
Because the dye is also really bad for you, and it's like well, a normal yeah. thing. And it has a lot so, less sugar than some right. of the others. So if I have a burger, like, you kind of have to have one. So yeah, it kind of you know? requirement but it's like, almost. It's like a once every three weeks type of thing. Like, it's not like I don't buy it, I don't nothing. And I, it's not, it doesn't change much in your health. Hey. And other than that, I, like my, I mean, that's the stupid advice. Soda. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so mad. <laughs> Soda. Okay, keep going. Let's move on from the sodas. Uh, Okay, point number five, and this is a big one we've touched on a few times already. Inspiration porn is bad. It's... uh, And to kind of explain it to people who don't know what it is, um, the the definition is inspiration porn is the portrayal of people who experience a disability, and the portrayal is solely inspirational in part or entirely because of they're disabled. Mm-hmm. So the only reason that their inspiration is because they're disabled. Mm-hmm. It's objectifying. It does not celebrate disabilities. It makes us feel makes people pity us. Yeah. And or feel guilted into trying harder even though you don't know the amount of effort we mm-hmm. might have put in or not. Like it's already difficult exactly. for people. And it also extends into shaming people with disabilities into pushing themselves because not all disabilities are the same yeah but if you have a poster of somebody with a similar ish disability doing the thing then you're like oh well, why can't i do the thing i must like, be pain horrible. is different exactly Everybody's pain different like my aunt follows i'm sorry i keep referring to my aunt but she's like the closest reference i have there's this video there's this fitness person back home in puerto rico and she has fibromyalgia and she's hot as hell and she like does exercise and stuff but she found a way to do it it's like kind of like slow dancing like she moves a little bit and it's like mm-hmm. it's just, but because she has fibromyalgia it doesn't mean that my aunt is the same type of fibromyalgia yeah no like, they're all different hers might be milder and she is able to exercise and be a super hot 60 year old woman she's like 60 she's hot like i saw her video. she goes out in like a sports bra and like a like a just a very tight i wish state. i was that fit <laughs> she i saw dang. her and i was like you're hot and i'm like 20 and i'm here like maybe not i'll just put an oversized t-shirt and just go for it you know but it's like but it doesn't it's not the same like if it's the same diagnosis like they're it's not the same level they don't feel the same yeah exactly like my aunt's pain is way more might be way more than her pain you know and you there's no way to know that exactly it's one of the things that i i wanted to point out is that disabled people are doing these things because we can be resor- resilient and resourceful, but that's because we're forced to adapt to the environment. We have to learn how to mm-hmm. make these things work. We have to learn to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Or we can't live our lives. It's not because we're magical unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's hard. It's, it's oh, I'm, oh, this is a heavy episode. Oh, yeah. we're good. We have, we're only 32 minutes on. Keep oh, on. cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, point number six, then. I'll go ahead and move on to the next one. Uh, again, we've touched yes. on this already a little bit. Do not judge a disability. For visually recognizable disability, we get a whole lot of, you won't be able to do this, or that's too heavy for you, or let me help. It's frustrating. We'll let you know if we need help. For invisible disabilities, I've heard from particularly from my husband, the, well, why can't you do this? You don't look disabled. You need to just calm mm-hmm. down. Or, and you need to just try harder. Exactly. You need to just try harder. And almost everyone I know that has a disability has had 
the, you know, if you just try harder, or it can't be that bad, or you're too young or too this to be disabled, is one I've heard a lot. Yeah. They're all based on a lack of trust that we are, a lack of trust of what we are capable of. It's, again, objectifying, it's rude. Yeah. So would you say asking, like, do you need help is better than let me help you? Correct? Like... By far. Right. Like, By you far. came in, I'm like, do you need help? Like, you're... Like, it's like a normal, do you need help person. Like, you would ask, do you need help to anybody? Like, yeah, it's essentially, if you would ask anybody, do you need help with that, in that situation, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. But I would also say, don't be surprised if you get a little bit snipped at, because we've probably been asked that question 20 times already that day. Right. And even if it's not meant in an inappropriate way, one of the things I like to point out is patience is kind of important in this case, because yeah. we're being bombarded. Yeah. It's, it's not just... <laughs> You, like, not you as, like, you, but, like... Right, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the only one that has interacted with that person today. Exactly. So you don't know what they're carrying for 30 minutes ago, you know? <laughs> like. Precisely. Yeah. All right, so... Hit me with more information. Okay. I'm learning a lot and asking a lot. I hope... I, I just hope a lot of people learn from this. And if you guys have any questions, you can also leave a comment. I have an Instagram. I'll just shameless plug it at the end. <laughs> Please give listening. Don't leave. Um, number seven, I'm going to... This is still completely in the category, but it's kind of a category of itself, so I'm going to keep it abbreviated. Service dogs are more complicated than you think they are. Oh my god, yes! They can be any size, any breed, any type. And there are lots of things that you cannot ask. So I'm going to give you a very abbreviated instruction for how to deal like with this is important because i feel yes. like people always want pets i dog. literally had an argument about this in an office across campus earlier today oh so God. go for it um take it away service dogs can do any number of things to help a person they are not required to be large they can be tiny because there's a million different things they might be useful for from picking up keys to reminding the person to take meds you don't have to be big to bark at somebody you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the only things that a person is allowed to ask legally, like a business, anything, yeah, are they a service dog? What task do they perform? Those are the only two things you can ask. Yeah, You cannot ask them to perform the task. You cannot ask about the disability at all. And they are not required to wear a vest or be registered on any particular site. All They're of those not sites required to be registered? None of those sites are federal. Huh. None of those sites are federal. They're money holes. People pay them because a lot of people are like, well, what's the registration? And to avoid hostile environments, they'll get them. But it's literally just a way to steal money from disab- disabled people. I'm not even kidding. It is not. Look it up. It's under the ADA. It is not required. I'm going to flip this table right now. Because <laughs> I, I, I have a dog. And I have, he's registered for disabilities like an emotional support pet. Because I have my own issues. Well, and, and I'll explain that because there's a, a tiered right. levels and there I, too. I, had, I registered it because they were busting my ass every time I wanted to bring him somewhere. Because it's like, oh, you need to show that he's like registered and whatever. So I just, I just paid the yeah. 50 bucks to get like a stupid chip and a certificate. Exactly. And, and that's, I mean, it's essentially just to avoid being harassed. The three thing, the, there's three tiers. The service dogs are the ones who perform a task out in public. Mm-hmm. And they are permitted anywhere that's not like a clean room. Mm-hmm. You cannot deny them entrance unless they are actively misbehaving. Yeah. You have therapy dogs, which are 
able to go out to help other people with emotional abil- uh, disabilities or problems, not the person who is their handler. Okay. And then you have uh, companion dogs or emotional support dogs, that's the mm-hmm. term, that have to be allowed at any residence with you. And they have to be allowed on transport. For that, you do not need to be registered, but for residency, you do need a letter from the doctor. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, so I have that, but I'm not going to carry the doctor letter around. Exactly. It's ridiculous. They they demand to see the stupid color or the ID or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's not required. It is illegal. It is actually illegal to ask. And... Unless the dog is, the dog has to be leashed, harnessed, or actively staying with the person, and has to be behaving and potty trained. Mm-hmm. Unless they are completely misbehaving, you am I allowed to curse? <laughs> I don't. I curse. You can't say shit. Yeah. You can't. It's none of your business. You can't say shit. If they are misbehaving, then you can ask them to leave. Right. But otherwise, the law says you cannot. Cannot do it. <laughs> Don't. But then, but then where do you draw the line on misbehaving, though? Because a dog... Okay. A dog is still a living being. Okay? Like, it's not... Like, my dog doesn't misbehave. Like, he doesn't pee everywhere and, like... But if he gets a little annoyed at being in his little kettle, if we're traveling, he will, like, bark in a way that's, like, hello, pay attention to me, take me out, I'm uncomfortable. It's not like a rageous bark. It's not like a continuous bark. You know what I mean? It's like a huff. Like well, a huff. It's different because yours is an emotional support, so it's just for traveling and residence. Right. So the rules are, are limited. Right. So like, I, um, I just want to be aware so that I can tell someone to fuck off. I no, I get to. you. Um, if, you're, if you're traveling with an emotional service dog, you pretty, I mean, unless they are getting away from you and damaging things yeah. or barking and barking and barking, mm-hmm. then people can't really say anything. Okay. If yeah. they are a service dog, they should be trained, trained to, to not do, do anything. they're very expensive too. Is it? They go to like two and a half years of training. It takes 120 hours of training to appropriately train a service dog. You don't have to do it through any particular agency. You can technically do it at home, but they have to be able to be that level of trained in public. But are, there's different levels of training as well, right? Because, like, I know that, for example, for the YouTuber I watch, she has a service, uh, not a service dog. Uh, Emotional support? No, it's it's, a, it's an actual, it's a big service dog. Service dog. I feel like we've, talk, we've said so many terms that now my I'm sorry. Is like, <laughs> which one is it? She, yes, she has a service dog, and that dog is super expensive, like $20,000. And, which is completely free because it's a... And she's Canadian because Canada's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she moved to LA. I don't know why she would do that to herself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> LA is great, but if you're already in America, like if you're in Canada with great things, yeah. um, uh, and it was like a nonprofit organization, and they gave her the dog because she's blind. You know, she kind of yeah. Well, there are know? different types. It, of... Apparently, that dog it, t- it takes like years to train or whatever. Like she she gets it when the dog is like. Two and a half years. Well, there's there's several... Like, it depends on what their task is. Like, if their task is just to remind you to do meds, then mm-hmm. they have to be a good citizen trainer. Like, they have to be completely behaved in public, and they have to remind you. Those are the only two things they need to be trained with, okay. really. Yeah. But guide dogs have to be trained with guide a million different things because yes. they are actively interacting with the environment for you. Yes. So, I mean, there's levels of service dog, but all of them are 
permitted the same amount of access. That's great. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Now I feel robbed of sixty-five dollars. <laughs> it it does help. I mean, I'm I'm currently in the process of getting a service dog, it's and it, I'm going to get a vest just because it avoids half the hassle. Yes. I mean, I doubt people would ask you because some people are You'd like You'd be surprised. That. My previous one, I got kicked out of two places because she was technically a pit bull. And it's like, oh, but she's a service no. dog, so you can't discriminate against her. <laughs> so. People are just so... What, whatever are you planning on getting? What are you working on towards? Um... It, Don't get another pit bull. You've learned that one already. Well, this dog would be doing a different service for me because okay. that was when I was trying to get used to my physical handicaps, but I okay. also have severe PTSD. And the oh. service dog that I'm looking for, there's this weird crossover when you have severe PTSD where you can get a service dog and not just an emotional support dog yes. because you can actively break down in public is okay. kind of the, the thing. And so... I, we're looking for a small dog that can sit in my lap and remind me that I'm here and now and not back okay. in the trauma place. I should have brought my I would have totally loved dogs. I should have done it. I should have done it. All right. Sorry, so, next time. Okay. On part two. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Eight. Um, please refrain from patting our heads, picking us up, touching us without permission in general. You'd be shocked, but this happens constantly. There's this weird ownership thing that people seem to think that they have over someone with a disability. Even if you think you're helping, don't touch without permission. But like, but like, like friends or like just no, strangers. strangers. I've had strangers pat me on the head and say, you're cute. Like, I'm disabled. I'm not a puppy. <laughs> you're it's cute. Just, it's a, like, it's a baby. Yeah. Oh no, my God, it's, your baby's so cute. Yeah. Like, it's rude. You just, you just don't touch people without permission. That should be the general rule. Like for anything, don't That's touch so weird. without permission. Like I'm five two. I don't get people coming at me and be like, oh, you're so cute. Right. Exactly. Like it just, in general, people should not touch. I'm going to move because this directly relates to the next point. Go for it. I just so. needed to comment <laughs> because that's how it is. Number nine is. It's a commentary show. Right. Exactly. Uh, Touching a mobility aid or any kind of aid without permission is worse than just touching the person without permission. For example, if you touch my wheelchair to move me out of your way without asking, it's the equivalent of bodily picking up a stranger. You know, this is part of me. It is attached to my body. If you are moving me without permission, you are kidnapping me. <laughs> Don't do she it. Just scream. Kidnapper! Kid I'm being kidnapped! Right? And it's like, if you touch and move an aid with the person using it, you could make them fall or hurt them. If you touch the aid without them using it, like if you move it away from them, you could strand them. You could endanger their lives. I mean, these aids are required to help us survive the same world everyone else accesses. If you take that autonomy away from us, you're completely negating us as a person. It's, it's rude. It's dangerous. It's bad. Oh my god. That's... Ugh. I just I I'm, every time you touch a new point I just get back. It's like who does this thing? I feel like are you making it up? Are you trying to like? I wish. wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, who do these things? I will oh say that gosh. it's it's honestly way better up here than it was back in Texas. Okay, we're it's, in Iowa, by the way. So yeah. feel lucky if you're from Iowa. And we're talking this great. Though I will say that. Austin, Texas is like a fairy bubble where everything, everybody's nicer. So, like... So now I know if I go to Texas, there has to be Yeah, Austin. just straight to Austin. Skip everything okay. else, go to Austin. Nothing else. Austin. <laughs> exactly. Um, number 10. 
making assumptions about a person's disability is not cool. Each person is unique. The disabilities they possess is unique. I know we touched on this a lot earlier, but you have no idea how they might be affected. One example that I feel important to bring up because I've seen this so much lately and it upsets me. If legally blind people are seen reading, it doesn't mean that they're faking it because there's plenty of different levels of legally blind. You can have a complete lack of depth perception, for example. Mm -hmm. It still means that you can't navigate your environment by sight, but you can still read. You don't know what a person's disability is. Like I mentioned earlier, I can technically walk around. If you saw me walking around, it doesn't mean I'm faking it. It means that at that moment, I can handle not using the aid for a minute. Mm -hmm. You don't know, so don't judge. <laughs> That's crazy. And explain real quick the difference between legally blind and blind blind. Because I feel like a lot of people get it confused. And I know I did at one point. Like, they think legally blind is, like, blind. You know? And um, it's different. Yeah, legally blind just means that you cannot navigate your environment by sight. Okay. And that can range from not having depth perception at all to various types of myopia, stigmatism. I used to work in an optical. Sorry. Um, well, I feel like everybody should know what myopia is. Right, exactly. But, like, you know, even just nystagmus, if your nystagmus gets really bad, you might not be able to navigate your environment because your eyes are shaking, is yeah. what that means. But, it, you know... Most people who are blind, because blind encompasses that whole category... Mm -hmm are not blackout blind. Yes. yes. In fact, I, th I think, don't quote me on that, I think it's like 98% are not blackout blind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the YouTubers, her name is Molly Burke. I feel like I've talked too much about her to not give her like a plug in the 30 people that listen to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I got 30 listens in like three days. Oh, that's Great. awesome. I feel famous already. <laughs> Play the Kanye song. Um, <laughs> But no, she, she can still see light and shadow, but she can't see anything. Like, that's it. That's why she likes shiny things. Mm -hmm. She's like, I love glitter and stuff because she can see it, you know? So she has, like, a whole shiny wall, like a little, like, sequin mm -hmm. wall because she can actually see it because she sees the light changing. Right. I had, to, I had to learn the difference because I had two different friends who both went blind while I knew them. Um, one of them had full optic nerve detachment, so he went blackout blind, is what he called it. I don't know what individuals would prefer to have it called, but that's what he called it. Mm -hmm. And that happened overnight, so he literally could see nothing. There was no vision whatsoever, no light, nothing. It was all gone. Yeah. But my friend, my other friend did have the ability to see shapes and shadows and colors and had an entirely different perspective on how to navigate her blindness. But they were both blind mm -hmm. so you know it's so very different person yep. to person so Again, different like all disabilities they're not all the same exactly um number 11 and this is an important one saying this for the people in the back we aren't asking for privileges we're asking for a level playing field <laughs> example handicap parking isn't a privilege it's necessary and not just because of people in wheelchairs invisible issues can need them too if you tire out too easily you need to get to your car fast if you have severe memory issues, you need to be able to spot your car going out the door. Like, there's a million reasons you could need it. You need a doctor's note to get it. I guarantee you it's not faked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not, you, ju you don't just enter and you're like, hey, I am handicapped. Give me a handicap. No, you have to jump through loopholes like a circus poodle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but, like, particularly 
don't park in a handicap spot if you don't have a handicap placard because you are literally removing the ability to access something. And it could mean the difference between that person getting food that day or healthcare. Because if you can't park close enough and you can't manage it, most of us will go home. And <laughs> if that's not enough for you, you'll get fined $500. So I'm sure you don't want to lose $500. So just don't do that. Exactly. It's just rude. It's rude, people. Don't be rude. With $500, <laughs> you can travel to Florida and back. Oh, wow. Can you really? Yeah. Well, if you're in Iowa, because everything's more expensive. Well, yeah. Flying out true. of Iowa. That's true. Just saying, five hundred dollars can give you a vacation. So don't be an ass. I think that should just be the the tag. Don't be an ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. Um. All right. Bouncing on to the next point. Um. The world is a little bit different from the view of somebody who has a disability. And comparing your experiences can be useful, but can also be insulting. Mm-hmm. So, for example, because I know it's a very odd way of putting it, just because someone had a broken leg once does not mean they understand life in a wheelchair. Yeah. It is a different animal. Having a panic attack does not show you what it is like to have an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. They can give you a kind of a taste of what this person's going through, for sure, and it can heighten your awareness but it is not the same, right. and comparing them is can be it's, very it, demeaning. It's like I say, and I hope it, I, it didn't get misinterpreted in that way. It's like you can find ways to understand it in your own. Exactly, and that's don't that's what it's useful it, but for. Just find, just figure out how to understand it. Like a broken leg isn't the same thing, but you can understand. Yeah, and there's a huge how much it sucks to be in a wheelchair right. for a week. Imagine how much it would suck to be in it for your life. Like just you get the little taste of it, so you can understand it. But exactly. it's not a comparison. It's not the same thing. No, it's it's different. There's a huge difference between I had to be in a wheelchair before previously, so I'm certain that sucks because you know I saw a yes. little bit of how hard it is versus I totally know. <laughs> It helps you be. If it helps people be empathetic, or at least I hope exactly. it would. Exactly. Wow, I'm so blown away. I feel that's hilarious that you felt the need that you had to add the tag there. <laughs> I just I don't know something kind of like I thought of it too much and then I'm blown away. Oh. My mind is blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Ground me back. Give me another fact. (laughs) Okay. Um, Thirteen, accommodations are required, not optional. Work, school, personal life. There are all kinds of accommodations that may be needed. They are not suggestions. They are not opinions. They're requirements. This does extend to social interaction and not just building codes. Like, not being invited to things because it's a bother... Or even worse, being invited to things without the consideration, it sucks. Yeah. So, don't invite me to a nightclub I can't even get into. That's rude. Ugh. And if you're, you know... I wouldn't think of these things, though. That sucks. It's, it... I would... Because I feel like I'm not used to it, so I would be the person that invites you and then realizes that... I don't know if you can actually go. Well, and it's totally you know? cool to come and back and go, wait, I don't know if you can get... Like, right. that's a Which whole... Which is why, I like, when I called you here, I was like, let me double check. I'm pretty sure it works. But let me just go and check the place to make sure it's actually accessible. And then I came and I checked. Which I totally appreciate hugely. Thank you. But... I'm trying to be thoughtful. And um, it's one of those things where, um, and a brief note, 
If it has a ramp, it doesn't mean it's accessible, people. That, because the most thing is not I knew, mean. I knew it had, like, the accessible parking, and I'm like, but what if it's not? If there's something that being in the College of Design has taught me, <laughs> is that they're pretty good at doing a sucky job when it comes to handicap mm, stuff. Yeah, no kidding. There's, like... <laughs> All my classes are on the fifth frickin' floor, and oh, all of the fuck. handicapped bathrooms are in the basement on the other building. Oh, well, the... It's awful. It's exactly, it's exactly <laughs> my fault. They always find a way to mess it up, so I needed to come and make sure that I was not, like... Because, like, like I said, my place has a ramp, Right, and, and then it has a, a huge step. I'm like, I don't know if he, has, if he can wheel, like, make a wheelie of this vulture to get into my so, ramp. I can. But some people but can't. I know. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't just go straight and assume that I was just gonna have to <laughs> slip your wheelchair. To get it. You know, I, was, I made sure I found a place that works. Yeah. It's better yeah. not to, because I my my mother's house does have that step, mm-hmm. and she put all the other stuff in, but she didn't think about that step. And so when I went to visit her for her wedding, because she just got married, yay, go my mom. Um, I. I, I went ass over tea kettle. I, I tried to pull myself up, and I guess I didn't pull enough. And I pushed too much, and I went Woo-wee! right over backwards. And my mom and her wife were both going, "Oh my god!" Wait, your mom and her wife? Yeah. Wait, this t- we need another episode. Pause. <laughs> Pause. We need a break. Okay. I think we were on point thirteen. Sorry. 14. 14. Okay. Um, this one is more of a personal peeve than a PSA, but no, we do not know each other. We do not all know each other. No, really. There is not a master list of other similar disabled people where we can summon our kindred. We do not all know each other. <laughs> they do that to minorities. Yes, it's like, all oh, of them. Oh, you're Puerto Rican. I know this Puerto Rican person. Do you know them? And I'm like, no. We're 3.5 million people. I do not know all of them. I get that a lot for being a, for being gay. Like, a lot. Like, oh, do you know so-and-so queen? And I'm like, are they famous? Because no. <laughs> I know RuPaul. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, it's like, funny. I'm sorry, if they're not, like, a YouTube star. I don't know them. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they live, like, in front of me or something. Right, exactly. Like, if you, we live next door to each other. Maybe. Maybe. Or, unless you're me, I don't really talk with Nobody. Point 14? 15. 15? Um, being the happy disabled person is dis- tiring and is usually a lie. It doesn't mean we want pity, but there's this weird social requirement that we smile and be patient with everything and everybody, and we're expected to be more resilient and somehow also really fragile at the same time, more so than everyone else. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> It you know we're not all happy smiley people and we're not all crying in the corner we're people mm-hmm. and it's really really pushy we don't want to be coddled we just want to be left alone uh, just <laughs> let them like just do your normal life stuff exactly uh, which normal life stuff point sixteen we can have a life it is possible perfect segue exactly the perfect transition there um (laughs) many people think that we can only stay at home and go to the grocery store and that's like it there was literally somebody online who's like handicap parking should only be between nine and five because a real disabled person wouldn't need to be out beyond those hours it's like we're not vampires karen (laughs) you know we we don't have specific schedules we don't turn into werewolves (laughs) we (laughs) <laughs> what do you think being disabled means? Because they can secretly walk at night. Right? It's just like, you can't... Oh, because... Oh, they Lord. get cured at night. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Sorry. only last with daylight. 
like, I'm hurt. Oh, they should only be between nine and five. Oh, I want to apologize to any Karens listening because I've used that as a negative name several times. It's because I have an Aunt Karen and I hate her. So it's, 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 it's the like name. An thing. I'm sorry. We're sorry, Karen. We're sorry. Maybe it's not, it might not be you, but it might be you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So. <laughs> I hope I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> oh, lords. Okay, so, point 17. There is nothing wrong with announcing your disability. And what I mean by that is people feel the need to fuss at you for, quote, wearing your disability. So, like, shirts or clothing items that have your ribbon on them or comments about being disabled or brightly decorated mobility aids like my fire-colored wheelchair. You know, because it, it looks like oh, a sunset. Oh, look at that. Um, I didn't even notice <laughs> If you have to deal with your disability, you should be allowed to make it fabulous. Oh, yeah. Now, that may just mean me being a flaming queen over no, here, but 100%. you should be allowed to make it fabulous, and we shouldn't have to hide it just because people are uncomfortable being reminded. Like, have you noticed most mobility aids are ugly? Yes. They're hideous because they want you to hide it. They don't want it to be obvious. Paint that shit glitter, you know? Just, yeah, you have to deal it. Exactly. It's like, how do you want to show reason, Frankie? Yes. When they bedazzled the cane. Yes. And every old that is awesome. They bedazzled the cane. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Exactly. Bedazzled the wheelchair. Oh, heck yeah. My, my old wheelchair had ADA Warrior in sparkle glitter on the back of it. Oh, <laughs> I will. I Like, I secretly want it. I told my boyfriend, I'm like, now I want that cane. And when I, we were watching, he's hey, like, you don't it need out. it. And I'm like, it, it has glitter on it. I want it. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, no, essentially. There's, there's nothing wrong with announcing your disability. You don't have to hide it. It's just silly. Um, number 18. We will likely talk about our disability if it comes up. I've been asked a lot, why do you always have to talk about your disability? Or why do you always have to talk about chemo? Or Because it keeps coming up all the time. Your world is not built for us. Every time we run into an obstacle, it's, it comes up. Oh my god, this is... <laughs> this might... Okay. The next one probably is going to be the same because it, it's all, it's kind of tied in, which is number 19. Don't ask about our disabilities. We're not required to be your dictionary. Simply, it's not your business. And it can be rude, especially the most common one that people, without introducing themselves, first thing out of their mouth, what's wrong with you? To which I usually answer, you asking me questions. <laughs> because it's, it's rude. Or as my husband liked to say, he was born. <laughs> he sounds hilarious. He is hilarious. He's I amazing. love it. I was born. That's what's wrong with me. Oh, that's funny. So, you know, don't ask. Too much. If you want, if you, you know, if you really want to ask questions, there's forums, huge forums online, hundreds of them. Just type it into Google. I know. Listen to a podcast. Listen to a podcast. Exactly. Educate yourself. There, there's resources. <laughs> there's ways to find out. If you really want to learn about it, you don't have to be rude about it. Exactly. And I think, okay. I, yeah, I only have one more point. Ooh. And it's a big one, so Ooh. that's why it's last. Do not help without asking. We will ask for help if we want it. Most of the time. I will say there are some non-neurotypical conditions where they cannot ask for help. But they that need it or something. Usually, they ha- they have contingencies that have somebody with them. Okay. To okay. help, that's kind of its own category. But it's not speaking necessarily for everyone. But in general, don't just give help. 
you know, it can be condescending, especially to be constantly asked or even just helped without asking. It gets awkward. It gets condescending. And you may not know what we need help with. Like, you may assume that I'm having trouble getting over a bump when the problem is I can't get the door and the bump at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, don't assume. Okay. And the big part of this is if we say no, we don't need help. Don't say, are you sure? Or any other pushy follow-up. Yes, we are sure. We have been sure for the last seven people who have asked us. It gets so bad that sometimes I will just say, yes, I need the help to the first person who asked me to avoid the argument because it gets that bad. That's crazy. So. And I, I, I wouldn't think of these things. Like, I, it's so normal for me to be like, are you sure? Like, like, you sure? You know? And I don't know. It might just be a me thing, but I just do it with anybody. You need help? No, are you sure? You know? But... I don't know. It's it's good to know, and it's good. I don't know. I think it, it's mostly because of the buildup, because you get asked, and you get asked, like, I'm and you used, get asked. Like, I was raised in, like, a Hispanic household. Like, if someone asks you, do you need anything, you say no first, just to be polite, and then... Right. You know, no, I get that a lot in my mom's side of the family, for right. sure. So it might be a cultural thing, but it, I don't know. It's, it's hard sometimes to, like, know where to put these things into context. You know, because it's like, is, is that the way it is in the American culture? But maybe if it's a disabled person back home, are they being polite or do they really not need it? You know? Well, it's, and it's, it's very, that's the problem. It, it is a cultural thing. thing. I know that a lot of the things that I've spoken about have crossed over from Texas to Iowa. Mm-hmm. So there's a pretty large range there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all of those not things cross over. everything is cultural. Exactly. But there are some things that, especially wording. Wording is hugely cultural. Mm-hmm. What I can say in Texas that is considered polite is incredibly rude up here. Culture shock. I know. <laughs> I, I moved from Puerto Rico to Iowa, okay? You, you talk about culture shock. Well, this was fantastic. I had so much fun. We did go a little over an hour, but who cares? Um, you're listening to this willingly if you're still here. <laughs> and this was great. I might actually have to bring you to another episode because you're funny and you have a lot to say. And I like it. I talk too much. <laughs> so I, I it's talk good too for podcasts. I literally inter- <laughs> like, inter- interrupted you. After every point. I'm like, oh, yes, point. Oh, yes. But like you said, it's not a monologue. So, I mean, right, that's why I conversation. People. I wanted to talk with people. Okay. Shameless plug. This is your moment. Okay. Where do they follow you? Do, they, do you want them to follow you? Do you not? Um, like, I don't... We don't really have a thing to follow yet, but I am the current president of the ADA Club, which is the essentially the student disability club. Um in October, we are having Disability Awareness Week. Please keep your eye out for the dates. It's going to be a big week-long event. Yes. Is it is it like a national thing or is it just Iowa State? Um, it's mostly an Iowa State thing, but a lot of colleges do observe it. Nice. So you don't have to be in Iowa State to celebrate Disability Week. Is that what it's called? Disability Awareness Week. Disability Awareness Week. Cool. So nothing to follow yet? And what about personal accounts? Not yet. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you don't have to. This was your moment. You can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify at Trending Talks Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Trending Talks TT. Um, <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed this episode and keep in tune for next week's Sunday episode. I don't know what's going to be what's it going to be on yet, but it'll it'll be soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.